Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for anything and everything rock and roll. Of course, with a little bit of ADD. I'm Zach. That's you're muted, TJ. I'm TJ, and I'm there Robin. We are. And you're listening to Rock Detention. I don't feel tardy. TJ, how are you? Uh, it's been two weeks, so I guess I don't know how to do a podcast anymore. I think we've all forgotten it. I was like rushing through, like setting everything up. I literally had to set everything up. I like. We got out of the studio late, and then I had to, like, I hadn't eaten all day. So I ran to Whataburger real quick, and we're sitting in line at Whataburger. And I looked down at my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 7.20. Oh, dear. <laughs> so we're, like, hauling hey, I ass th- back. I think we pulled it off. Everyone's looking awesome. Hair game strong, everybody. Uh, shirt, and what, what's the new shirt? Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, made famous by none other than Kurt Russell. Righteous. Righteous. Okay, okay, okay. It was only 150 uh, bucks on eBay, so pretty good shirt. Was it really 150 bucks? Oh, <laughs> good lord, dude! I, I, I used to, you know what? No, I'm not gonna tell the story. Never mind. Um, I, I had a T-shirt that was worth some money, and um, I no longer have it. But uh, that's a story I'll tell some other time. Uh, Robin, catch us up with what's going on with you, man. Uh, do you, do you have something special that's happening or that maybe had just finished today? We just finished recording, uh, that we, we thought we had finished mixing and then, um, we, I found a little thing that I needed to change or actually my mom found a little thing that I needed to change. And at first I was like, nah, I don't need to change that. And then the more I listened to it over the week, I was like, okay, now it's really bugging me. Okay. I got to change it. So we... met for the final mix session kind of a thing for my EP and, and looked over everything and checked it and then redid this one little thing and added one little guitar part and it's it's basically done. I'm going to take a listen. We're going to spend the rest of the week just kind of listening through and any sure. minor little tweaks, but yeah, my EP is effectively done and I'm, I'm super excited about it. Well, on, on behalf of Rock Detention and all of our fans, we want to say congratulations, brother, and we are so proud of you. Um, and, and also moms always know best. So that's funny how your mom mentioned it and you've been listening to everything. Like, yeah, it's, I need to fix it. And, and I wouldn't call that guitar part a little guitar part. Um, no, no, no. The, I, oh, the thing that I was doing in the, in the, uh, whatever I saw on Instagram, I was like, dude, that's a cool, that like, it sounds huge. Dude, I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where like when I, we were listening to it today, all of us were just like. Oh my God, we did it! <laughs> like we actually got exactly what we were looking for. So, dude, so producers, everyone's happy. Everybody's happy. Awesome, dude! Congrats, buddy! Congrats. And the, the title well, of the EP is going to be called Portraits. So, we've... portraits. This is a tribute album to Def Leppard's Photograph. <laughs> yeah, if only I could sing like him. Oh, you can. You sing like a bird. TJ, tell us who our guest is this week, man. What's going on? Oh man. Uh, I'm really excited about this one, boys. Um, and apparently he's excited, too, for whatever reason. Well, we'll ask uh, him when he comes on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you might know him from uh, Dangerous Toys. You might know him from Dirty Looks. You might know him from 99 Crimes or it's about anything else he's done. Guitar wizard. Great singer as well. Yes. So let's bring him on, Mr. Paul Liddell. Yay, 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 yay. Hey. What's going on, Paul? How are you? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Always good, man. Living the dream over here, brother. Is it true you're excited? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Excited to be on the show. 
<laughs> I don't know. TJ said it, so I just had to. He's uh, like verify. half excited. Like he said it in a text, so you can never tell text tone. So I always tell if someone if someone says that they're excited in a text tone, I just my brain is just like I'm so excited. Except that's that's how I would take it. It's always the extremes with me, you know. If someone texts me, it's always, especially if there's an exclamation point. Like, oh, they're really excited. What about the, if there's three? They're like screaming it at that point. <laughs> that that would be. What about if there's you know? Oh man, that's oh. that's like that's exactly what we want. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how you know somebody's excited that there's one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Abs- I probably overuse these. I I, I think use I think we all do. Like I try and avoid. Like I'll do it to some friends that like don't do this, and they're like, okay. But you guys, I'm like, guys, like that. That's my exclamation mark. I found myself recently doing this a lot. Like when people are like, when I, someone lets me like walk in front of like, if they stop their car and let me go, I'm just like, hey, I'm just like, you uh, hippie. Yeah, I know. Austin's wearing off on me, man. Hey. Either that or you're taking selfies. I don't know. So, Paul, how long have you uh, jumped right into all of this? Um, how long have you been playing with Dangerous Toys? Since 94, since January of 94, uh, I was um, in the band Dirty Looks, and uh, we had been touring and stuff, and uh, and then that ground to a halt. And uh, at that point, um, well, Dangerous Toys was my favorite band, and I was asked to come to Texas to come play with them, so that was pretty awesome. Where were you living at the time? I was in Pennsylvania at the time, but uh, I had kind of been bouncing around uh, for the previous 10 years. Um, like, Dirty Looks played all the time, uh, so we were always on the road. So anywhere I lived, it wasn't for very long, really. So I lived in lots of different places in Pennsylvania, California, uh, all over the place. Right. And when did you come to Texas, 94, when, when you joined yeah. Dangerous? Okay. Yeah. It, and you've been in Texas ever since. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Man, I, I was, I was rocking. I listened to uh, on my run today. I, I, I blasted Dangerous Toys, and uh, and dude, there is some tunage. Oh yeah. Some great tunage, and and I am a '80s hair metal fanatic, and and I, I, I'm mad at myself that I didn't know more about Dangerous Toys when they were in my backyard my whole life. You know. Are, are all the guys in Austin? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, well, not not now, but the band is was based originally out of Austin. Right on. Well, so that's where they <clears throat> that's where they got signed out of. And, you know, that's uh, the, the home base of the band is Austin. Right now on. everybody's around, you know, of course. Are you the only one in Austin now? Uh, well, I'm. Technically in Georgetown, which is a suburb of Austin. So. Sure. We we call it all Austin. If you're in Georgetown, Lakeway, yeah, Leander, yeah. you live in Austin. Or as or right. as as uh, <laughs> some of us affectionately call it, you live in South Dallas. <laughs> like, that's yeah, one. yeah. That's funny. I've never heard that. You've never it. heard South Dallas? Oh yeah. yeah. I've been out of Austin for so long, man. I don't. Oh, I don't well, know what the cool like kids are saying. Weeks, dude, you just moved back to Nashville. First. People that live in uh, in South Austin, anything north of the river is South Dallas. <laughs> oh, well, see, now I know. I'll be able to make the jokes. 
Well, cool. Well, you know, it's uh, it's funny. Like I play, uh, I play in the Texas country music world, and it still just weirds me out whenever I see Kevin Fowler, and I'm just like, "You used to be the guitar player in Dangerous Toys." Like it's just weird to me. I didn't know yeah. he played guitar. Kevin was in the band for about uh, about nine months. Yeah. And uh, and when he left, I replaced him. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I was doing research today. I was like, Kevin Fowler was a guitar player in here. That's interesting. I did not know that. Um, and the lady that I play with, uh, she was actually the one that, that was like, Kevin, if you want to play country music, you got to lose the nose piercings. You got to lose the earrings. You need to cut the hair, like put a cowboy hat on. So, I'm going to politely disagree with that because you just named – every big country artist right let me, now. Re- let me rephrase. If you want to play Texas country, this was like late 90s, early 2000s. So that's a whole different ball of wax down here. Hey, TJ, your cat is about to make me sneeze. That's all right. Yeah, I, I can't help that. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so Paul, you found so new you, territory. Did, so you grew up in Pennsylvania or was that just where you were at the time playing with Dirty Looks? No, Dirty Looks was based... Uh, in Pennsylvania, um, but I grew up in Rochester, New York, so upstate New York, which is uh, home of uh, a music store called the House of Guitars, and House of Guitars is like this world-famous music store that is supposedly the biggest music store in the world, and uh the reason that I brought that up is because um, House Guitars was kind of instrumental in helping uh, Dirty Looks get the deal uh, on Atlantic Records. Wow. How long were you in New York? And, 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 and uh, 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 Dirty Looks was also signed uh, in Rochester. Wow. Um, we showcased in Rochester and uh, were signed to Atlantic there. So uh, I was I was in um, Rochester until uh, '86, and I moved with one hour's notice uh, out of state. <laughs> wow! Because we were getting uh, we were getting the uh, the album cover done for from the Wire, which was uh, yeah first album on Atlantic. Um, with dirty looks, and uh, there was a storm coming, and, and uh, I remember Hendrix saying, you know, hey, you want to be in this picture, yeah, you pretty much have to, uh, you know, you have to beat the storm in order to make it over the mountain, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of mountains in Pennsylvania, so uh, so I moved out of um, Rochester with an hour's notice, threw everything in the car, and, and never went back. Hell Yeah. <laughs> From there, we had a we had a band house in Pennsylvania for um, uh, a couple months, and, and uh, then the album dropped, and we hit the road, and uh, I was uh, pretty much mobile for the next ten years. I have a question because yeah. I've I've heard of I've heard of bands. Um, I know several bands who got their start by living together. Or um, I know some bands that will go rent out houses on the beach for two months and bring all their equipment and they, you know, write and record albums. Um, what was your feelings on um, on living with the band? Do you did you love it? Would you do it all over again, or 
was it a nightmare living with a bunch of musicians? Uh, it was primarily Henrik and I um, that lived at the band house, but we did all rehearse there. Uh, Gene, the drummer, lived in Baltimore, Maryland. Gotcha. And, uh, so he would come and he would stay there for a little bit, but you know he still technically lived in uh, in Baltimore. And um, and then the bass player Jack, uh, he lives. His house is nearby. So the that band house, along with uh, gosh, there were several other times when um, Henrik and I were uh, roommates. So, right. Uh, yeah, you know, get a lot of got a lot of songwriting done, and you know. Was there any epic parties at that house? None, none. We we uh, oh. we were we didn't let anybody know where we were. Okay, so y'all were like businessmen. It was a bat cave. Yeah. Oh man. Hell yeah. That's kind of smart. If that was a place that you rehearsed and kept all your equipment, that's, that's probably pretty smart to not let just random people come over. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing about the house was, uh, you know, it didn't come with any furniture. So um, with our advance from Atlantic Records, we got uh, these 18 Marshall cabinets that um, we toured with, you know, okay, 89, right? Or 88, 87. Uh, uh, so that was our back line, you know, nine cabinets per side pretty large looking, but it was also our furniture in the house. That's uh, so, awesome. <laughs> you would sit on a Marshall cabinet and you would have a Marshall cabinet as your, uh, you know, as your table. And then this was a Marshall cabinet. And, you know, so it was Marshall furniture. That's the best furniture. Furniture by Marshall. I love Dude, it. Dude, when I, when I lived in, in, in Las Vegas, um, I, my bedside table was, um, was a four by 12 in a road case. And uh, my other bedside table was a uh, road case pedal board. Um, and then my Christmas tree sat on a 4x12 as well. So I am all about. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Up until recently, my bedside table was a, was a Marshall case as well. And, <laughs> it's smart, man. It's dual purpose. It totally is. It totally Buy is. once, use twice. Yeah. Yeah, I had mine was uh there was a point in time where I had my drum cases as uh like right beside my table and right beside my bed and I'd use it as a night table, but I didn't last very long because I was using it so much. I was like, I don't want to lug this upstairs. Now back to I read somewhere were you in the band when Chris Caffrey was a part of it? Dirty looks. Uh that was um, in uh, no to answer the question no he, okay. that was uh, different that was, time uh, yeah okay right on I was small world I know Chris so and I I read that he was in the band I was like oh I wonder if they were together so uh, that was different okay righteous next question no I I gotta step in here because Paul I. I used to listen to Dirty Looks when I was like 16, 17. Oh, yeah? Like it was like it was like one of those it was like when YouTube was coming up big, right? And I don't know how I stumbled upon it. And I might have like listened to Dangerous Toys and not knowing you were in Dangerous Toys, but then listened to Dirty Looks. But it just all looped together because like that's when all the videos were getting uploaded. 
when YouTube came around, it was like all 80s. So it was just like this loop. I'd stay up till like two in the morning and I'd still go to school, but I'd be tired. But I like ended up buying like dirty looks like on CD and they, I probably paid like 20 bucks when I had like $19 in my bank account back in the early days because I was making a whole $7 an hour or whatever. But like that, it, like I could only find it on eBay. Like I'm sure, and like now with I like Apple Music and stuff, like you could just click. But like I like to have the copy. And like I used to jam Dirty Looks all the time. So I was like, they uh, they just re-released, um, I believe a couple, two or three uh, Dirty Looks albums on um, on a different label. So some of those things, I guess they just bought the rights from Atlantic and. Uh, and re-release them. So they'll be easier, at least um, like Cool from the Wire and Turn of the Screw will be uh, easier to find. Yeah, well, man, I, I know like, like Oh Ruby and it's like, you, you got your big hit, but Wasting My Time was one of my favorites off that record. Yeah, yeah I like that one too. I love that song. And then, so did you do guitar on Promise the Moon off the Dangerous Toys Pissed album too? Because yeah, Pro- yeah. Promise the Moon is like one of my favorite Dangerous Toys songs. No offense to any other one, anybody else that played on Dangerous Toys, but Promise the Moon, like I always jam that one over like any Dangerous Toys song. Yeah, I always thought that that was a that was a great song, and you know, uh, one of those just one of those catchy songs that uh, you know would could have been you know really big. I I agree. I would say like with like. To me, like, I always thought when I found, like, the Dirty Looks album, I thought it was, like, early 90s. I'm like, oh, they got tied in with Firehouse or Trickster and stuff, and that was the last wave. But you guys were, like, right on the cusp, like, like 88, just a little before. And then, like, with Dangerous Toys, like, 94, like, yeah, like, I thought Promise the Moon, and I thought, like, Wasting My Time, like, those two, I was like, great Promise, songs. Promise the Moon was on... Uh pissed album which was the first dangerous toys album that i played on and where we went to the studio uh shortly after i moved to texas um so i was in texas for about i don't know gosh two weeks or something um and we played one or two shows uh we played texas and then we played california and then the next thing we were we were in the studio um recording the pissed album and then we went on tour uh, after that. Oh man, so, like yeah, I, I really like. I'm telling you, like that's one of my like. I love a lot of Dangerous Toy songs, but that one is like the one I'll jam all the time. And if you two, not you, Paul, but you two haven't heard it, like that song, and it's well, like a simple little intro, like acoustic guitar, and then it just kind of kicks in, and it's just fantastic solo. The whole works. Well, I texted y'all all my favorites today. I, Paul, I was just texting one song after the other while I was on my run. I was like, oh, man, this one's a banger, too. Let's see here. Sticks and Stones. You fan? Uh, yeah, that's a good song. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't very much. What's that? I haven't in a long time. I haven't played oh, it live very much. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Bones in the Gutter. Totally 80s banger. Possibly my favorite Dangerous Toys song. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So. I love y'all's version of Like Making Love. Awesome. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Now, it, the Pistol album that I was just talking about uh, was after the 
first Dangerous Toys album, which was self-titled, and and also uh, the Hellacious Acres album. Yep. So, so this would, this album was number three. So I didn't play on the songs that you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right. I was I was still in uh, I was still in Dirty Looks at the time. Righteous. Well, they're still great songs. But, but they are great songs, and and like I I told you before, uh, you know. Uh, Dangerous Toys was my favorite band, and so getting to uh, getting to play with them was, was awesome, and yeah. still is. So I, 26, 26 years now of uh, wow of playing That's with those crazy. guys. The cool thing about Toys is, uh, uh, other than me, um, everybody that's in the band now also played on the first record, and and Hellacious Acres and. Uh, you know, so it's been it's been that original. There's not very many bands uh, that have been around well over 30 years. Uh, that's all the same guys. That's awesome. That's true. On that note, uh, rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Before we forget, so that one, that one, that one sucked today. That one. Sucked I live today. under a rock. I didn't know that. that oh sucked. yeah. Yeah. He passed. He, yeah. I think he. I think I believe he passed away. L- last night wasn't it like yeah. yesterday evening and well, they made the first, today. i saw something like you know you know how you get the feeds these days i'm like oh they showed a video of charlie watts because he's not on the tour this year and then like a hour later i was like what yeah uh, we were in the bad, middle bad. we were in the middle of listening to one of the mixes today and i just had my phone just happened to ding with a message on instagram from someone i'd been waiting to hear from so i opened instagram and my entire Instagram feed for like twenty posts was like just all Charlie Watts, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, uh, I knew he, I knew he wasn't joining the tour, but like for him, oh man, like it, it was, it was sudden. I get he was like eighty, but it's still sudden. Yeah. Like I thought the Stones would live forever. I thought I'd be like hundred years old, and the Stones would be like farewell tour, and I'd be like, well, Keith Richards, yeah, <laughs> Keith Richards that's, and Mick Jagger will live forever. Yeah, nobody nobody would have predicted that Charlie Watts would have gone before Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> but if I if someone had mentioned to me, and maybe I'm hallucinating this in my own head uh, or or mixing it up with someone else, but I believe that someone had mentioned to me that like I think late late last year Charlie had kind of started to stay home a lot and not go doing a lot of things with the Rolling Stones. Um, so like when they'd make like an appearance or do like an online thing or whatever, he would, wouldn't do that. And that was when people were like raising the eyebrow, like, why is he not here? Like what's going on? And then it all went away. Um, and then when this tour started up, I believe it's Steve Jordan who's playing drums yep. for them right now. Who's my idol of a drummer. Um, and, yeah. And so, sense. and that was when it was what just like, I had, Wonder if he hits the snare at the same time as the hi hat, or he goes yeah, because that's what Charlie, was, Charlie Charlie would always do that. And it's funny because I never got into the Rolling Stones when I was younger, but now that I'm you know in I'm in my 30s and about probably about two years ago, I really started to listen to like his playing, and uh, I always thought he did that live. But when I'm like listening to the record, I'm like, no, he's just not hitting the hi hat when he hits the snare. Like what? why yeah but it, it was his thing he wanted you to talk about it so he was doing something different so it was really cool to read all the stories from different people who had met him over the over the years 
and it was all basically the same thing. He's just extremely humble, extremely talented, and uh, the, the one that was in every single one was that he was ever the gentleman. Like, always, always a gentleman, and I'm just like, okay, like... Take notes, Robin. Yeah. Be nice. <laughs> Take notes, I'm, be nice. I'm sick of saying this, boys, but how many different venues could you go to up in heaven and see some good shows? There's some musicians up there. In the last, like, yeah. Yeah, just lately. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, we, we've said that, like, at least ten times in this podcast, I feel like, and that's just with, oof. Yeah. So let's get back on track anyways. Let's get some good news going. Paul, what do you got for us? <laughs> Over to you, Paul. I do have a uh, question. How about, how about shows, um, upcoming shows? Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Talk about. Yeah, yeah, Dangerous Toys is, um, is you know, back playing shows now. Uh, of course, we didn't play during the pandemic. Um, and and uh, But with things opening back up, um, a lot of the shows that got canned uh, last year are, you know, coming back up. Uh, we had a lot of festivals and stuff that uh, that never uh, that that the pandemic did take out. But um, so this weekend is uh, is going to be Houston at a place called the West Winds. Um, next next weekend is uh, is in Denver. Um, so that'll be fun. The following weekend is, uh, is in Minneapolis. You're up in, uh, you're up in my neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, um, a festival up there. Uh, and there's information and stuff on my, uh, Facebook page if anybody wants to see. Um, and then the weekend after that will be, uh, the Dirty Looks reunion, which is, going to be um, with uh, Dirty Looks members that played on the, the Atlantic albums, Colton Wire and, and Turn of a Screw, which um, Gene Barnett on drums and Jack Pyers on bass. Uh, so as most people know, uh, Dirty Looks singer um, passed away uh, about 10 years ago. And so uh, just over 10 years ago. And so this show is sort of in a, a tribute to him and all the music that we uh, that we all you know, played together like 30 years ago. And uh, so we're going to play a show in Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania. Um, and that's central Pennsylvania. Uh, and that'll be uh, on September 18th. Uh, so that that that's gonna be pretty fun. Um, having played uh, play those songs after like not playing them for thirty years would be interesting. Absolutely. Are y'all doing a full hour, hour and a half, hour? Uh, it's gonna be a long show. We're playing a lot of songs. Um, now, uh, the singer for this is going to be Jason from Dangerous Toys. Um, Jason is like the biggest Dirty Looks fan. Oh, that's cool. So, so he's gonna he's gonna sing. Um, uh, Hendrick would have, I believe, wanted that to be the case because he was always uh, um, just really friendly with uh, with Jason and like Hendrick would have Jason up on stage to sing at Dirty Look shows and 
Jason used to come to Dirty Look shows a lot. So, uh, so it's kind of, it was kind of a no brainer. If we were going to play another show and have a different singer, it would have had to be Jason. And, uh, and a good friend of ours, David Beeson is also going to play guitar. Very cool. so, uh, so it's it'll be a it'll be an event oh man absolutely did y'all ever tour together the two bands no dangerous toys and no okay right on did you, did you ever do like the was it was like the strip thing or something like where it was like kind of still like you play the whiskey or something then you go see somebody at the troubadour or something like that and that's kind of how like jason and henrik were kind of like oh let's go see them here or let's go see them there or was it kind of just like a mutual, the more MTV rolled around or something like that, people started to know each other? Uh, well, Jason knew about Dangerous, or knew about Dirty Looks from, uh, just from the radio and, you know, and hearing, you know, the Dirty Looks songs. And then when Dirty Looks would play in town, uh, Jason would come see us play. But when, um, like I mentioned that I was already a Dangerous Toys fan. So uh, when we were playing, Dirty Looks was in Austin one night and uh, we all went before our show and caught Dangerous Toys playing uh, here in Austin at one of the first shows on, on their uh, LA Guns tour. So cool. uh, and that was the night that I met uh, Jason for the first time um, just backstage. Uh, and we stayed friends ever since. Now, That's back awesome. in back in the early '90s, what what were the rock and roll clubs in Austin? Uh, the back room. I remember but, the back room. Uh, yeah, the back room was like the that's you know that's where Dangerous Toys was discovered and you know signed and all that, and that's where everybody played, and that's where uh, where Dirty Looks was playing. Um, and where we would play when we would come to Austin uh, that same night. Um, Dangerous Toys was playing at the Opera House, which was a, a much, much larger venue. Um, where was that? Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, where was the Opera House? Road, but uh, remember where the uh, Austin Personal Complex was? Arc. Wh which yes. Arc. Uh, oh. The Arc. Yeah, the yeah that's like Red River and... Across the street from our... Uh, okay, Righteous. Yes. It was always... Oh, that... Kind of. That same period. Point that same part of town. Okay, right. So it was downtown. I believe it was Red River. It's Red. It's around Red River and 11th. So where Symphony okay. Square is now sits. I believe that the Opera House is around there somewhere, if I remember okay. correctly. I was really right young on. then. So now, that, was a, that was around for a long time... Uh, I think it's been shut down for quite a while now, but um, that was where uh, like big shows uh, were. Wow, so those were the two rock and roll venues. I wouldn't even call the Opera House a rock and roll venue. That was that was they happened to be playing there, you know. Gotcha. Uh, now, now, did yeah. did Austin ever see like an '80s glam scene? I wasn't here for that. Um, like, yeah, you were 94, so I guess that was when it was over. 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my experience of Austin was just we would play in Austin uh, quite a bit uh, on, on tour. 
you know, the tours would always go through Austin and sure. all, uh, uh, and Texas in general. Um, play Dallas all the time, Houston sure. all the time. Were you playing Ohio. trees in Dallas? Uh, I played trees a lot of times um, with Dangerous Toys. Right on. And I love trees. Bomb Factory. That sounds bomb very familiar, factory. but I've not been to the Bomb Factory. Is that Dallas? That's Dallas also, yeah. Gotcha. Right I on. I think the Bomb Factory was where... I did play there before it was called Bomb Factory. Um, the first tour. I believe right the on. Bomb Factory was where... There was one point in time where you and I, Zach, were talking about going to see Steel Panther, and I believe they were playing at the Bomb Factory. Okay, right on. Yeah. We should have went. Yeah, we should have. Did you know Steel Panther played at uh, Mohawk a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Before I think it was Mo- like during South By or something. Yeah, probably. They're, uh, the, I don't know. They probably came through and played during South By when South By was like, for some reason, having all of these really big bands like Foo Fighters and whatnot being playing these secret shows, places, and yeah, there was like Dude, two or three years where like that was happening. That is the South by Southwest that I miss. I miss that kind of stuff see, because now it's all corporate and people just want free food and free alcohol. See, I miss the South by that was just before that. The South by that was like 2007 to about 2011 because it was there was this just influx of all of these unknown bands and you know like um uh uh the darkness was discovered at south by really yeah. no yeah actually my roommate can tell you about the show that they were discovered at yeah uh, his roommate discovered them bro no i, no, I discovered them and then they must have gone to <laughs> south by southwest but uh um but yeah they they were you know there was there was all of this new music coming on and um that was like you every year you could get you could go in and when you would uh, so my parents would get because my dad works for the elephant room we were so that's what my i do is i work with the elephant room here in Austin. the show brought to you by the um, elephant <laughs> someday smooth uh, yeah, jazz, the, the jazz, all the jazz the club in austin sponsors rock detention uh not really but um but yeah so when they would you know the elephant would get their list of people that it's coming down to play there they'd get the owners would get their badges and they would get a playlist of like a sample playlist of like 200 songs from different artists. And so you could go through and listen to all these artists you've never heard of. Some of them you'd never hear again. And then some of them you're like, you've got songs from the self-released albums of people like the darkness, you know, the albums that, that they did that. And then they got signed and all those albums are kind of like pushed down not pushed down but like they don't release those you know you know it would be funny if the darkness was discovered at the elephant room yeah right <laughs> <That'd> be... <laughs> i would that would really make me happy hey the, i have some questions paul um that red guitar you play with the reverse headstock that looks yeah. like an explorer or a thunderbird but it's not an explorer or thunderbird what is that it's not it's it's a custom-made guitar and uh scott del hoover who uh, also plays in dangerous toys um, Bill, he's an amazing luthier. Okay. And, uh, so he made that guitar. He's well. He asked me, "What do you want?" And uh, so I said, "Well, you know, I really like the Firebird body shape, um, and then I really like that neck that you had on that other guitar." Uh, and so I sort of, you know, envisioned it, and he created it, and uh, and. 
This is the one you're talking about. Yes. So it's epic. Yeah, and uh, when I first got it, uh, picked it up, and it just played great. And so it's it's kind of been the number one guitar um, five or six years now. Understandable. Uh, it, it looks killer on stage. Day, you know. <laughs> See, I I love that. Yeah. I think that. It means it's been used. It's so I'd rather have that than a brand new one, you know? Yeah, it has yeah. character. I don't worry too much about, you know, Nixon's grapes on it because um, they're going to happen. Yeah. Of course. Just means you're rocking hard. Um, yeah. All right. Another question for you. I ask everyone this. I, I know the answer. I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Um. Let's see here. So in the late 80s, going into the 90s, we lost our beloved glam metal. What band do you pin for, if you will, killing the glam 80s scene? For killing it? I think it killed itself. I, I, think uh, I could almost agree with Paul there. I, I think when you... When you get a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, eventually the in the integrity wears down. Sure. And, uh, you know, it got to be like, okay, every album had to have a ballad. You know, every album had to have and you, the first song that came out had to be a fast one. Yep. So Hit it hard. It, had to be it was like and you had to have this you know, it was all cookie cutter. And as soon as, in my opinion, as soon as things get too cookie cutter, uh, it set itself up so that anything else was a big fresh breath of fresh air. Um, okay. So then maybe I won't use the word kill. What what band brought that fresh air, in your opinion? Fresh air. Well, Dangerous fresh Toys in 94 when Paul joined. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you're talking about, like, for grunge? Yes. Well, the fresh air, uh, I didn't, I mean, it was brought by Nirvana, obviously, but um, I didn't get Nirvana. I listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it until they did the Unplugged album. And then I listened to it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I get it now. There's, there's a lot to this that you don't really see in the, on their, you know, first two albums. Sure. Um, but, uh, but I was like, for the grunge thing, I was, you know, more Stone Temple Pilots and Alice in Chains, I thought was awesome. Uh, Alice in Chains was the one that, um, really straddled the line between, you know, the, the eighties and, and the nineties, I thought. Sure. You know, I remember hearing their, their music back then and thinking, Ooh, that's you know that's really different and kind of dark and you know and then I listen back to it now and it's like not all that far removed from uh, some of the '80s stuff. So right on, right on. I always loved Jerry Cantrell's guitar work in that band. Oh yeah, yeah, and their 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 harmonies and yeah. you know just that whole thing was uh, I thought it was awesome. He also has a really well, good pedal. Yeah. 
Yeah, his signature wad so, is really nice. <laughs> really? I've never played through it. Yeah, it's it's a it's one of the Dunlop. You know, Dunlop's got like that huge line of signature waz. His is a uh, black and brass colored. It's like a. I've seen it, but I've not yeah. listened to it. It's a cool. It's a cool little wall. We've got one uh, at the studio I used to work at, um, and he would because the guy that owned the studio he was not a guitar player; he was a keys player, and he found that wall was the best wall for keys. So we'd always hook that up, and he'd be doing this crazy wall stuff with the keyboard. So. He put his keyboard through a wall. Through a wall, yeah. Oh, that's neat. Right on. Righteous. Yeah. I think we even hooked it up to the to the Hammond one time somehow. Like hooked the well, Hammond I'm, to that and then that and the Leslie. I don't remember. I'm telling you, boys, the Nothing But A Good Time book. I'm surprised Paul didn't make it into the book that I've seen yet anyways. Maybe he's like at the end. But it's like all the interviews from all the dudes in the 80. But like even like... Dave Navarro's in there, and like they were in the '80s, like the Chili Peppers yeah. and like Jane's Addiction stuff. They were in the '80s; they just hadn't come out yet. So it was like the time bomb ticking, like all the glam stuff was about to go away. Was it with that stuff in a sense? But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I like all those bands, so yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah, but I sort of walked that line too. I thought, who? Yeah, you know, so it's straddling like, the line in between the you know the grunge and the. Yeah, so like you had the good like the Chili Peppers are coming in Jane's Addiction, but like that's not like quite grunge. I love like all those bands that are all great musicians, but like it was like the '80s were like this, and then they just went. It was like the stock market. It was like Enron or something. And hey, no offense, guys, we can't have Enron on because I don't think they exist anymore. So that one we can we don't have to worry about. <laughs> Actually, I'm friends with the CEO, and he's definitely not coming on now. Yeah, but the, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were definitely in. Uh, in the 80s. I mean, they had three, three You had to look albums. it up, Rob? Yeah, I, had I, just, I couldn't. I, 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 I'm not going to make that mistake. Just, I just told you. And Paul was there. So he could have told you, too. Yeah, but you were you were saying that the, you had said that, like, you know, you had Jane's Addiction and all them, and they just hadn't quite come out yet. And I'm going, wait, I thought they were, like, in the 80s. Like, that was a thing. But, I mean, they weren't, like, it wasn't, like, hey. Well, they, they hadn't like, achieved that yeah. status yet. But Correct. But I, was like, I even. Mother's Milk was 89. I, I'd have to. I'd have to, like, it's one of those, like, you guys ever read books, and then you, like... Not really. Well, you turn the page, and then you go back to that same page that you just read to remember oh, yeah. what you just read. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I gotta go back and read this, because it was, I think, Flea and somebody else were in a movie, and then somebody used a Faster Pussycat song in that movie, and they just, it's so crazy how it was all, like, people knew each other, and then this led to this, some people made it, some people didn't, and... Now we have a podcast, and we got a hell of a guitarist on this podcast. I believe, I believe Flea is in The Big Lebowski. I think he could be. He's definitely in Back to the Future. Oh my Not god, that's one. right, he is. Second one, <laughs> yeah, and the third one, technically. Uh, all right, well, that's and that, and that, and then he's in Son-in-Law with Polly Shore too. Well, uh, go ahead, Paul. Question question for you guys and uh i like to ask this question um what are the new bands uh that you know rock bands that are they're coming out that you're uh, digging work of art oh wow well, they came out like, in 2011 uh, but i'll go last boys oh go God, ahead rock bands that are coming uh, out that i am really digging. yeah take it away robin yeah you really really jesus nailing this one 
Uh, well, Work of Art is someone I just recently discovered. Absolutely love that band. It's like the perfect mash of yacht rock and 80s hair metal. It's just this let, let me help you describe it, Paul, because uh, Robin's going to take his time, apparently. Uh, He's very excited. But there's the lead singer. They're like a Scandinavian. Well, technically, they're an Sweet. Italy band. They're an Italy band. and then, Or is Lionville the Italy band? Um, hey, there I, you go. You don't even know. Anyway, so the no, lead I think he's singer... from Sweden. The record label they're on is is Italian. Frontiers is Italian. Uh, anyways, great band. Yeah. Uh, coming out of Sweden. Oh my god. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish last. Whoever they don't take over, I'll I'll tell you about some of those bands if you haven't heard of them. But basically, Lionville and Work of Art are like A and A O R bands. Like that's what they call them. Like just the adult-oriented rock. It just got that 80s flow. Like you could listen to it in an elevator and you could rock out to it running. You could yeah. lift to that. You know, like it's it's just like a good mix. Great guitars, great vocals, harmonies, the whole works. Cool. Yeah. Uh, now there was another band that I'd been listening to. Uh, one of y'all showed him showed it to me. Uh, Maybe Zach. They have uh they have the uh, uh heartbreaker cover. Uh Steelheart? No. No. Um, uh Stardust. Come on, Zach. Stardust. Stardust. Yes. That's another one. Do you one. know Stardust? Paul? Mm-mm. Dude, they are new band right out of the eighties. Yeah. The whole album awesome. is just so so well produced. Um Yeah, those are those are the those are the ones that are popping into my head right now, like as like a rock band that's new or new-ish that I, I've just heard of. I'll have to check that out because uh, for years I thought that, you know, rock was just sort of dying out and everything else was taking over. And then I, uh, I got Spotify and got turned on to uh, like all these new cool bands. It's like, oh, no, you know, there's, there's, there's great bands out there now. Uh, it's alive and well, but usually over in Europe yeah. these days. <laughs> it's just dead in America right now. It's coming back, though. That's why we started the podcast. We're reviving it. Yeah. Um, all right, Zach. I, I gave a, a few of mine. What are yours? Oh, so glad you asked. <laughs> Hailstorm. I love Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Oh, yeah. so good. Pennsylvania. What's that? Out of Pennsylvania. Are they really? Yeah. Okay, cool. They live in Nashville now, but I, I maybe I guess they're from Pennsylvania. Right I just on. like to brag about Nashville. I do. It's a great city. <laughs> um, Hailstorm, the Struts. Oh, I love the Struts. Yeah, that would be a yeah, that would be one. Um, did they remind you of like a, a poppy queen at all? Did oh yes. Like, oh yeah. Yes, a thousand that, percent. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, just great songs, and everybody's everybody is all playing for the song, and there's no uh, no showboating at all, except for you know what the singer. supports the song and, and the singer, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, there's the singer. He is a Freddie Mercury, not a clone, but close. Is definitely. I need to you know watch some video, and I imagine they're there's, probably pretty great. There's a video uh, that Zach showed me a while ago where, like, the band starts and the crowd's just kind of like, woo, all right, cool. And by the end of the, the like, the concert, he'll take the control whole, of the crowd. Like, that yeah. guy is amazing on stage. Yeah, he Luke can command is that. solid. The whole crowd was loving it at the end. 
I got that feeling. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 could, I, I could have partied with the struts, and instead I went to go get pizza. Lame. Lame. No, okay, pizza, the struts. I, I wanted struts. both, but I couldn't have both. The struts. Right? Dude, you were probably eating outside of your uh, intermittent fasting window anyway, so you probably should have chosen struts. or a memory that lasts a lifetime. Well, I got both. I got a picture and then pizza. The double P. You you took a picture of your pizza? No, I took a picture with the struts and then got pizza. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I documented that. The pizza, I don't remember, though. So. <laughs> See? <laughs> Should have stayed with the struts. You'd remember that night. I doubt it. So who else, Zach? Uh, other bands. Uh, who have I listened to? Uh, Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been around for... Yeah. Well, how long have they been around? I mean, they're kids. Well, so, yeah, they, RT's so, like, what, 28? So 2013 or 12, they released like an EP kind of deal, and they were little babies. They're still young. Yeah, but yeah, they were young. now it's the new Santa Cruz with Archie, and they're still really good. That original core was something What's that else. guitar player's name that I love? Johnny Cruz, technically. Dude, he's a monster. Yeah. Is it the same... Is anybody in the same? Is anybody still the same besides the singer? Uh, not anymore. Uh, I went through a couple cycles here, but the latest album was still like I was like you know, still got talent. I I, I love the original core, and you know, sometimes you need that. Sometimes it's you need a different sound, whatever. But yeah, I would take the original lineup, but the latest album still phenomenal, and they. I'd say they, but Archie, for the most part, released a new song early this year, Crossfire. Oh, yeah. And I, I jammed out to it. It's sexy, to say the least. Right on. Um, uh, there, There's a band here in Nashville called True Villain. Uh, yeah. And, and they're, have you heard of them? No. Oh, okay. There, there's some buddies of mine, and uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about what they're doing. Uh, they got some cool tunes. So that's another new band. Um, nothing else is popping in my head because you're I'm, not gonna say Steel Panther. I was going to say Steel Panther, however, I, I dude, they've they've been around for twenty or thirty years, man. Oh, the, I mean, they didn't release a album until two thousand nine, technically. Right on, but they were. Oh they've man, been metal that's shop. like twelve years ago, though. Oh man, I'm getting old. I, I, I thought we were talking like bands within like the last five ish years but cool. yes i i love steel panther yeah like the new uh, up and coming uh you know um like dirty honey is getting uh, a lot of a lot of notoriety um they're on the black crows tour now uh i like a lot of their stuff um a band i really dig is called electric mary uh write that down and, and uh yeah, they don't even have, you know, they have like, uh, I don't know, less than 30,000 followers. Um, but like, that's a that's a band where like every song that comes up when I have, you know, on a, on a Spotify playlist and the song will come up and be like, wow, I love that song. Oh, it's Electric Mary. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, if you had to give them an era, what, what, what era do they sound like? 70s like later 70s kind of uh earlier 80s kind of thing i guess right on 
So I, I have a question, um, and it's kind of for all of y'all. Um, what are y'all's thoughts and opinions on Greta Von Fleet? I was going to ask that question. Uh, so here's the deal. It's rock and roll. Yeah, they're basically sound like Led Zeppelin, but who doesn't want a new Led Zeppelin? If you can be that good, hell yeah. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, a lot of fans that uh, try to do that you get just slammed for it, but they seem to have uh, sure sort of gotten dodged that bullet. I think, and uh, and I mean they're an undeniably uh, great band. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's derivative. Some of their stuff is not as not as Zeppelin-y, but uh, you know. It's funny you mentioned the getting slammed oh, thing, uh, getting the slammed thing for being you know a Zeppelin knockoff kind of thing because that was how I found out about them was like someone on my Facebook was like, "Why is this Zeppelin knockoff getting famous? Like it's all they are. It's just Led Zeppelin 2.0. Why are you trying to recreate the wheel here? Like move forward and do something else." So that's how I found out about them. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, they're they're inter- they're just interesting for me to watch because you know they're they're like the generation after us. It's like they're Led Zeppelin because I don't know many people in in our generation that are like, oh my gosh, Greta Van Fleet's amazing. But like my nieces and nephews, like their generation, love it. And I'm just well, like, it's just interesting. They're for doing me a to beautiful thing then. Yeah. So it's like I can't, I can't, even though it's not my cup of tea, like I'm good. I'd rather put on Led Zeppelin and listen to that. But, you know, it's interesting to watch how certain bands resonate with certain groups. And, you know, when they, when they started to hit, um, I was pleased because it's like, oh, okay. Younger, the younger generation likes rock. You know, and it's like here's a rock band that's being accepted by this younger generation, and um, so sure. I was I was really happy when they uh, when they started getting bigger. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, their cool. their cover of Sam Cooke's "A Change Is Gonna Come" is quite phenomenal too. It's one of my favorite Greta songs to jam. I'll check it out, <laughs> man. Robin, what you just said just blew my mind. Like that is. I never looked at it from that perspective. Like, we can't expect the younger generation to love what we loved. You know? Just like our parents can't expect us to love what they loved. Well, I ended up loving it anyways, because it's awesome. I'm trying to make a point here. (laughs) Yeah. But this this may be what the kids are relating to, and if that means they're keeping rock and roll alive, then I say rock on, man. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm getting too emotional or deep. No, I think it's, I think it's a good, it's a good thing. I mean, there's, there's an, there's an organicness to rock and roll that there's an organicness to that, that, you know, this music with which we started this podcast over, like that, that thing of Def Leppard, (laughs) the thing of humans getting in a recording studio and making music together. It's like, that's that's a thing that in the last you know uh probably in the last like 
I'd 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 go so far as to say the last five to seven years, it uh, it's stop it's stopped like it's it's just you know it's so cookie cutter. Uh, you just you just you just bored Paul. Yeah, I just out bored of Paul out of here. <laughs> he said later, dudes. <laughs> He's done. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, Zach. We've talked about you know how uh, in Nashville, it's like you come in. You know, the session musicians come in, they play the song, they play, like, two takes of the thing, and, like, that's it. That's what you hear on the recording, and it's, it's that's it, and they're just on to the next thing. And it's perfect. Yeah, and it's perfect. And it's not, you know, it's not four guys getting in a studio, doing a line of coke, shooting a shot of whiskey, and going and, you know, playing Girls, Girls, Girls. Like, because that's exactly what Robin did this week in the studio when yeah. he was making his EP. Yeah, how he do you took think an EP is made, dude? Jeez, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so, called science. Yeah, that's just that's just how the shit's done, man. Um, hey, Paul, is everything okay, brother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, my iPad's about to run out of power. Oh, oh. Because I just thought I thought of another band that I I absolutely I cannot believe I did not think of this band. So let me know when you're ready. Don't steal mine. Steal it. Steal it. Do it. Steal. It's going to be Steel Dragon, isn't it? No, that's, that's, that's 2000, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm living in the 90s or 80s still. So. Yeah, but yeah, to finish up that thought, Zach, um, yeah, there's, there's several bands that I'm just kind of like, I scratch my head over. I'm just like, why? But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell someone, well, there are a few artists that I, we won't get into, but there are a few artists where I'll, I will like be like, really them? No, like no. I'm, I'm gonna have them on the show, Robin. Just to <laughs> good. I'll you. tell them to their face that I hate what they do. I, I it'll come to the camera probably. I think. Um, uh, I I just saw. Well, I mean, look. I'm. I'll wait till Paul gets back. Um, yeah. I'm gonna look at my notes real quick. See if there's anything that I forgot to ask. Right. I still can't believe Kevin Fowler is an '80s metal player. That's yeah. that's still it always that was like the, the thing about him that always kind of wowed me is like, dude, why didn't you play your own guitar stuff? I mean, he had a guitar player in his band for a long time called Paul Eason, and that guy's a stupid good guitar player. I love that guy's playing, but I was always like, Kevin, you're a guitar player. Why aren't you playing? And maybe he did on his early albums, but ever since I is, is Kevin him, a shredder or a rhythm guy. I believe he played lead guitar. If Paul replaced him in, in Dangerous Toys, I, I would assume that Kevin was the lead player. So, yeah, why didn't he play his own lead guitar and we, stuff? We will get that answer shortly. We will get that answer. And he's back, I'm ladies and gentlemen. He's got, he's got his apple juice. We're good to go. <laughs> that was easy. Can, can you answer the question about uh, Kevin Fowler for us right quick? Uh, was, yeah, yeah. Um, is he a shredder? Yeah, or was yeah, he? He, play. he went to GIP and stuff, but uh, I did not know that. Neither did I. He, he um, after he, you know, started doing the country thing, he said, "Yeah, I just, uh, I just play just one, four, five now." And and uh, he said, I, "I barely even use a guitar when I write." Wow. Uh, yes. Yeah, so he just. A Hey, he's probably making a lot more money playing one four five. To be honest with you, sure. Oh, he's he. There was a period of time, probably about a, a, almost ten years, where like, if you mentioned the words Texas country, Kevin Fowler was the first thing people would talk about. Sure. Like he was, and and I didn't think about it 
until someone pointed it out to me that, because I was sitting there, I was like, they all sound the same, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and then I'd hear Kevin Fowler, and I'm like, well, why did this guy get, you know, become famous? I mean, beer, bait, and ammunition? Okay, I get it. But someone would go, because it's a shuffle, you can dance to it. He was the only Texas country artist for, for like, a period of time that was doing, like, like you could actually like two step to his music. I'm going. Is that what it sounds like? Yes. Exactly. So, but I was like, okay. I was just dancing myself. I get it. Okay, so there was two bands that I that I wanted to mention. The first I want to say, there's this new kid. I discovered him on on TikTok. His name's Jarris Johnson, and he is like a cross between rap and rock and he's like hardcore rebel very um almost almost kind of like a like punkish and and i i think he's going to do big things he he did a remix of a papa roach song and uh they actually ended up getting a hold of it and they did they re-released one of their famous songs with him on it so um so that's that's someone i think you should keep an eye out for i think he'll do some big stuff and then the next one is pro Probably also TJ's, but I was going to say, uh, okay, TJ, you can say it. I, I guarantee it's the same one. Is it Crazy Licks? No. Oh. Is it Reckless Love? Nope. Mammoth. Oh, oh. Mammoth WVH. How did I forget that have one? You, have you listened to any of that yeah. stuff, Paul? That's great stuff. It's so good. Oh, my I'm God. I'm so excited for them. That whole album I've had on, how did I forget that? That's been like one of the few albums that I've had just like on repeat. This as soon as that came out, I was like, "Yes, fuck yes!" And them being him, yeah, yeah. I, it's just him. He, I think he literally he wrote did everything, everything, wrote, recorded it, yep. mixed it, and mastered it. Wow! And played all the instruments, and played all the right? instruments and yeah, and, and all the vocals. There's, I, I don't think, uh, I think it was sort of a Prince situation where you know he. Played the drums and the bass and the guitar and, yep. and hanging. Um, well, I heard he does that live too. Yeah, no, right. I, I, no, he has a band. Uh, I know he has a band. It was a joke, Robin, because I'm funny. All right. Yeah, Robin. Funny looking numbers. with that mustache. Now this mustache <laughs> is epic. His uh, the video, um, the first video that he he came out with, uh, with him uh, being in the studio and then you know. There's several of him, you know. Mm -hmm. those, I thought that was really clever the way they. Of course. Because he had like an argument with himself at the beginning oh, of the yeah. video. Like, like he was, he was the engineer going, guys, that was great, that was fantastic, that was money, that was that was awesome. And then he turns off the talk back mic. He's like, awful. We can fix that, right? And, <laughs> and the other guy, the other guy who was also him, is like, it's gonna be difficult, but yeah, I think we can. <laughs> Dude, that's, that, that is, dude. They are killing it. I mean, they're they're on tour with Guns N' Roses right now. Um, one of my buddies plays guitar with him, and and he's been posting pictures from the stage. And I mean, it, it's I'm super excited for them. They're they're gonna blow up. I mean, they've already blown up, but uh, they're gonna do big things. I'm so glad, so glad that he doesn't sound like Eddie. And I say that with all the respect in the world. But he, like, I love that Wolf has a tone of his own. Like, you, when you hear the song, you know that's Wolf. And sure. I love that. Sure. Um, and he can himself a drummer foremost. 
the what? You know, Yeti. Bass. I said he considers himself a drummer. Primarily. Really? I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, he just played bass in Van Halen because they needed a bass player. <laughs> That's, that is too cool. Well, I, they deserve all their success, and, and I, um, I'm really excited yeah. to see where they go. TJ, what are your bands, buddy? Uh, if you haven't heard Paul, I kind of just blew my cover. But uh, Crazy Licks, they're, I don't know, they've been sitting in the shadows over in Sweden for a while. They're awesome. Crazy, as it's spelled, and then Licks with two X's. Yeah. And then uh, Reckless Love, who had kind of been on hiatus for like five years here, but now they've got a new single and a new one coming September 10th. So those guys, just poppy 80s, like, their lead singers, David Lee Roth, like reincarnated. Ooh! Like, can you do the can you do the scream thing that David does? He can sing and he can high kick and he yeah. Uh. I mean, I, I reckless love's awesome. It's I I I think is that one of those bands where like they came up on my Spotify or Pandora and I sent you all a link and you were like, where have you been, Zach? I told you about them a year ago. Probably that's pretty okay. much every every band you send. Yeah. Like Robin sent the new Darkness single. I was like, yeah, Robin, that was been out for like 24 hours. Dude. I love that that David in our, the group that we were talking. David got the name backwards. Like he was, uh, I can't remember the name of the Darkness song, but he texted. He was like Motorheart. Yeah, he was like, who's Motorheart? <laughs> I was like, no, it's the Darkness. Motorheart's the name of the song. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it, uh, Paul. TJ is kind of well. Both TJ and Robin, they're they're very hip to what's new especially in the rock world and uh and tj definitely stays yeah. on top of it tj stays on top of it well like i used to be really good about that but in the last like six months i've had just some projects to focus on so i haven't been listening to everything and so i love getting the little text messages just like new music it's like new music monday from tj like here's, here's your yeah, new literally stuff. and and then six months later they sent me the song and i go yeah i sent that six months ago <laughs> <laughs> They send so much crap, I can't listen to it right away. And well, you, then... should, you should have, like, your, your zen hour of, like, okay. Zach, you know that you can go, and I, I really, I, I just learned this. I didn't know this. But you can, like, go into the text thread and, like, see the just the list of songs. That on the sent. info? Yeah, like, With on the, the info thing. In the was like, wow, you guys oh. are learning. I'm teaching you guys so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can go into links, and it'll just show you, like, all of the songs and everything. that we, Like, this is everything that TJ has sent us. It just keeps going. Thanks, man. That's good to know. Uh, you'll miss it. It'll be like a Cinderella song. Don't know what you got till it's gone. I'm going to stop sending. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I need this. I don't love that song. It's not my favorite Cinderella song. Well, it's oh, Zach, so hold on. Did you just say you don't like something on the podcast? No, I, I said I I like the song. I said I don't love the song. Okay, I got I got a question. Hey, Paul, this is sidetracking, but those are my bands. Anyways, uh, uh, 99 Crimes, that's still going? Uh, yeah, we, um, we recently had a, a couple, we put out a couple uh, new songs we um getting a new album going but yeah that uh we just released a single called uh, chasing the dragon I which guess. is awesome just, yeah yeah that was i awesome. love the music video the cartoons y'all are like yeah, cartoon yeah, characters they, they uh yeah they um 
gave it the took the video and made it. Uh, it's it's really interesting the way they did it, um, where uh, cartoon dust basically um, looks badass. That, that was kind of done uh, out of necessity because um, the video was shot early in the pandemic, and uh, so you know the director was a director wanted to shoot it outside one at a time, and you know. Uh, on a, against the green screen, and that was the idea, so that we, you know, it was totally, you know, social distancing kind of, kind of video, and that's that's how that all, um, that's where all that came from, rather than, you know, because the original plan was, you know, shoot it in front of a whole bunch of people. <laughs> sure, I I think y'all did a great job on it, and it's a killer song, uh, and and you sing right, because you got some pipes yeah. on you. Well, thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, people, people seem to like the the debut album, um, so that was. Yeah, that where where would you come up with the band name? Where'd that come about? Because I, first of all, I love the number nine, and when you add more nines together, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I think the number ninety nine is is very memorable, and uh, and I. Um, Happened to come across uh, this bottle of wine. It's called 19. 19. Yep. Great wine. It is. I thought, well, that's interesting. What about, you know, just 99? And uh, I, you know, wrote that down. And the next day I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So I brought it up and we ended up using that. But I thought that the wine was going to be something that nobody would know about. Right, just because you know, there's a billion, yeah, yeah, you know, names of different wines and uh, stuff like that, and I had never heard of it. So, uh, and then it turns out this they have this, you know, giant marketing ploy, and it's, it's just everywhere. So, you know, uh, but so that's where the name came from. You should steal their uh, the little thing that they do, so you you can download but, an app and like it'll, yeah, the, the AR front, app. it'll come the little bottle will come alive and talk. You should do it with the album cover. You can scan the album cover and then it like, <laughs> comes along. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't see any of that coming. I thought it was going to be you know forever for everybody to be like, wow, that is just so original. But it didn't work out. <laughs> well, I like the name Ninety Nine Crimes. I think it's great. Um, it's more memorable to me than 19 crimes. So. And now we're never going to get 19 crimes wine ever again. Well, is, I'm not really... <laughs> it's really good wine. Uh, it is actually good. It is. I, I'm more of a bourbon drinker myself. Now, and then my other question is, have you ever given Matthew McConaughey guitar lessons? Uh, no. Never mind. I, I thought maybe University of Texas would come and go, all right, all right, what's going on, Paul? I need some guitar <laughs> lessons. Is that how you think we talk, buddy? That's how Matthew McConaughey yeah. talks. He does how he talks. So I'm not saying that's how you guys talk, but I did okay. do an intro for you when you were missing at the airport. So Yeah, I know. I saw <laughs> that was funny. That was a good yeah. That was hilarious. That's from this teeny town in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. where does he live? Well, he lives here now, but... Yeah, where he grew up. I can't remember the name of the gotcha. town. I've, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I just, I just read it, read his book, too. If you haven't read it, great book. I'm not trying to plug books, but that's two books I've plugged tonight already. You're quite the reader. Uh, All right. In the sauna, that's about it. 
All right, we talked about your upcoming shows. Um, do you want to tell anybody about your YouTube channel? What What are you doing on your YouTube channel? Are you doing uh, lessons on there? Yeah, that's just an extension of, um, you know, uh, I teach guitar. And okay. um, so uh, since the pandemic started, I've taught primarily or exclusively uh, online, which worked out well because um, now I have students from all over the country. Wonderful. So that's really cool. And uh, so the YouTube channel um, is just sort of an extension of that. So I'll get like, you know, just showing ideas and concepts and stuff that, you know, I feel people would benefit from uh, learning about. Sure. So, I like to geek out on, on YouTube guitar, you know, videos. Sure. So, uh, so this was the... This was sort of the the pandemic project, you know. Everybody found themselves with some extra time, so um, for me, it was like, okay, I'm start start up this channel that I had plan been planning on for quite some time, but you know, just been swamped. So um, now was so your time? Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, I took advantage of that. Is your URL just YouTube.com/slash Paulido? Uh, you can just search Paul Liddell and um, okay, and that come up, you know. Wonderful, cool. wonderful, wonderful. Um, and then I take it you're on all the Instagrams and Facebook and all that jazz as well. I'm on Facebook. Um, I uh, not too much on Instagram. Ah, uh, you gotta yeah, go to Instagram, we, man. Yeah, we kind of noticed. We tried to tag it, and it was like you posted once. You tried, and it was see ya. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I. I my fill in that water once and uh yeah i did i, I don't know i i just never uh never went for it it's all good you, you you stay very um you stay very active on on facebook you pop up on my on my facebook quite a bit so ah, keep yeah, it up I try to, facebook is sort of where i let people know about uh you know just the shows i'm doing and music stuff and stuff like that and uh, right on you know, instructional videos and stuff like that absolutely and i've, so I've I watched should, i should be doing all that on instagram but i just don't you, you absolutely should I, that is a huge that is a huge thing on on instagram is people doing like short little 30 second 45 second one minute guitar lessons um you could build a really big following doing stuff like that. People eat that up, so you definitely may want to look into that. Yeah, yeah. And then you can direct people from Instagram to your YouTube channel and vice versa. They can work in cahoots with each other. I do need to do that. Um, uh, these days, though, uh, there's no time for really any of any of that kind of stuff because it's sure. all just, you know, playing and stuff. So, right yeah. on, right on. Which is why we're even more thankful that you're on the show, making time for us. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you, sir. Uh, you gonna play? Oh, oh, I, I think we're about to wrap up in a second, so I was just getting my guitar ready. <laughs> yeah, Zach's got to catch that John Five show like a selfish man. Selfish man. I've got a, I've got a shellfish. A, a shellfish. I was just. Are you gonna play? Yeah, I played last week too. Well, if anyone's in Austin. Go see Robin's <laughs> night at the. Where are you playing? I'm gonna go sit in at Mozart's Cafe. Down right on, the, dude. Yeah. 
Robin, you're such a rock star. I'm glad Please. I know you. Dude. Well, how about you, Paul? Are you playing tonight? Because I'm not playing tonight. No, I'm not playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Oh, were you about to say something? No, I was just laughing. Okay, right on. Mr. Paul, thank you so much for being here, brother. I I, I would love to have you on again um, in the future because I feel like there's still so much we could we could brush up on. But, uh, totally. Uh, John, you just let me know. I had a blast. It was great to meet you guys. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and, and next time I'm in Austin, uh, we'll have to grab coffee or something. Are you a coffee guy? I am, yeah. Dude, let's go to Mozart, Robin. <laughs> okay. Uh, Seriously, I love Mozart. Yeah, it's a great coffee, away, and it's right on Lake Austin. Took away my favorite dessert, though. They don't have it anymore, and I'm really bummed about it. Okay, as long as they have the oat Yeah, you oat guys drink coffee. I latte. Drink, they have tea. I'll drink tea. Right on. Okay, well, everybody, I'm sorry, everybody who's tuned in, thank you so much for being here. Be sure to go and find Paul on all the social medias and, and go find him at his shows and keep in touch with him. Uh, if you haven't followed us, keep in touch with us. We're at Rock Detention everywhere. Uh, have a blessed week, and we'll see you soon, Mr. TJ. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Paul. Uh, been a blast. Hope you'll join us again. Are we, uh, My pleasure. Uh, Anytime. Just let me know. Uh, good luck having some free time. So appreciate you with all the busyness you got, especially with Dirty Looks, Dangerous Toys, 99 Crimes. Like, I don't know how you have time. Like, I feel busy, but that's over the top. Anyways, yeah, go check them out on all that stuff. Follow, subscribe, like, uh, you know, that fun thing that we're supposed to say. Smash but, that button. <laughs> button. <laughs> uh, love you all. You're awesome, Paul. Uh, over to you, Robin. Paul, thanks so much for coming on. I can't wait to go see you guys in concert. Dangerous Toys is one of those that I've, you know, I learned about them really early on in my discovery of 80s hair metal because I grew up in Austin. So I was like, oh, if you're going to get into cool. 80s hair metal. We do, have an Austin, we do have an Austin show coming up uh, playing... Mm, I want to say February 5th at uh, Come and Take It Live, oh, nice. which is sort of a send-off show before we go do the Monsters of Rock um, cruise. Nice. I might come into town for that. You come It'll town be then. cold in Minnesota, so you be here. I might come to town, too. We'll go to the show. Um, but, yes, thank you so much for coming on, um, and we hope yes, to have you on you, again. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, yeah, smash the subscribe button for those wondering, because you're all wondering. Yes, those are fully automatic Nerf guns in the corner. Actually, no one was wondering. They were actually, I, I I have the comments here, and someone said no one was wondering. Oh, thanks. Um, I need to change that. I don't even know why that base is hanging back there. It doesn't work, so I need to I need to change that. But uh, yeah, I we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun, and we'll see everybody next time. So uh, class dismissed. Is this thing still on? That was like the shortest you've ever played. Yes, it's still on. <laughs> now is this thing still on? Okay, I'm, I'm clicking the finish button. <laughs>